Let's go 75s for two and a half laps. Let's do it, Relax. I swear, I do read the session every week before I come, but I tell my gate here. He's forgot. Yeah. My brain's like that. 2k, 12, 8. Five, four, three, two, one, go! You can see here the number of people you have down here. It starts to build that that team atmosphere, the camaraderie, and everybody takes out a lap on each rep. And then when you go into these races and you're then running against the same people that you just see you've been training with, it's sort of that culmination of everything that we've been doing on, on the track. That for me is what, what running and being part of a club should be is, you know, excitement and, you know, looking forward to something that is more than just about your own performance. You know, looking forward to something that is about you running and being part of a team. I think that is, that, that's the true sense of, yeah, being part of a club. 76, 77, 78. A lot of them will be turning up because they just feel part of something. And I think that's feeling of being part of something is um, key to you know, what, what humans need generally. 72, 73, 74, 75. Bang on, lads. And you're just so excited for this session. Like, you're absolutely buzzing the whole day. 69, 70, 71, 72. You know, at the club, you, you meet people that might have a totally different background to you and um, but you're sharing sort of the same passion of running and but there's always a real buzz down there from on a club night 67 68 and then when the session starts it's like you're almost not friends anymore <laughs> you have like a few laughs and jokes but you know you need to get stuff done If you're a runner you dream of having groups like this everyone very very close together in you know times wise yeah everyone taking a rep no one trying to beat each other Just dreams i'm keith schofield from hercules wimbledon i'm a coach and team manager the reason you join a club is to wear the vest and cross country no matter how old or how fast you are you put on the club and if your club is doing well you well even if they aren't you feel part of the team you're wearing the vest we here we like to have cross-country targets so one will be we're taking the team to mansfield cross-country relays we haven't done that for a while so eight years i think it is 2014 was the last team fred slamick of hercules wimbledon running the cross-country relays on the 6th of November. It was a slight sense of deja vu. I remember running around that course, English schools cross-country, and never knowing where the course was, and suddenly turn up at 2014 and be like, oh yeah, now I, know, now I can place where we actually turned up, not just dropped off on a bus that's been driven halfway out of the country. Um, but it's a quality event. It's, again, it's that relay, it's that team aspect, which is always good fun. And then combining it with cross-country, which is my favorite part of running, the, the combination of the two, sort of the dream, good day out for the club and everyone remembers where you know your first national um, and I would imagine most people remember their first national cross-country relays. I'm Jess Piasecki, I am an Olympian, I represented Great Britain at the recent Tokyo Olympics. I've also been a former European cross-country champion. 
You know, I think my first memory, I think we won a team medal. Um, I think it was under 15 um, as the Stockport Harrier. And obviously there's three in a, in a team, isn't there? And we went to Berry Hill and I think we came third in that race. And oh, I was just so excited to get a medal, one of them nice, shiny uh, national medals that are a little bit thicker, aren't they? <laughs> um, that was really cool. And I just remember like watching the start and it being absolutely you sort of start on this downhill bit don't you you can sort of hear the the feet pounding on the on the grass as they come past as like a stampede my name's mark hookway i team manage and coach at tunbridge athletic club the first leg is carnage you know it's right from the off 200 people in quite an hour of course it's, uh, it's probably the most exciting event we go to in that in that respect and it's just a great event you know it's a two and a half k loop hilly uh, oh, it's hilly, sorry, from London, it's flat, um, it's undulating, you do it twice, it's a great course for supporters so everyone can get around and see it, it's four legs, 5k, uh, and, you know, sometimes it's dry and fast, sometimes it's wet and muddy and really tough, you know, it can be a great level as some of the better runners might not necessarily like the mud and the, and the technicalities of it. The races come thick and fast one after the other, there's 10 races during the day, even the longest race, four by five kilometres for the man, yeah, and that and that's over two laps of two and a half k, and it's um, you got I think about two hundred teams in that one. So it's and most of the other races, a hundred teams. Most of the relays are just three in a team, so there's not much room for a mistake. If somebody has a bad run, you're out of contention. I'm Ben Pochi. I am a team manager and coach to uh, Highgate Harriers. 1990, 1991, I remember. And I remember running with our senior team. We had a really good Highgate senior team back then. But essentially, I had an awful run. And I remember that. I just, <laughs> I remember going all the way up to Mansfield and having an absolute shocker. The whole dynamic changes because you've once you've done your leg, A, your leg when you're running is you feel this weight, you're carrying this emotive weight of everyone else's efforts thus far. But then once you've finished, unless you're on last leg, you can then get out and then suddenly the event continues as you're cheering on other people. And it's just, uh, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. I, I love it because you're talking about atmosphere. And, you know, for me, atmosphere is performance, increases performance. And that's what the relays are all about. And Mansfield is amazing because it's such a fantastic course. Yeah, I love relays. And yeah, Mansfield is part of that uh, trident of club glory, if you like. The three kind of big uh, club relays, I just think are so important to the club scene. My name's Jason Henderson and I have worked for Athletics Weekly for about 25 years. And for most of that time, I was editor of our weekly, weekly magazine. I think cross-country running and the club system in the UK—they're they're, they're kind of synonymous. Um, and I think it's all—I think it's a lot to do with the history. I mean, lots of athletics clubs—they—they they have the word Harriers in their name. You know, they have this kind of Harrier tradition, and that's all kind of to do—it's all linked to to cross-country running. I mean, cross-country goes back many, many years. Lots of the early athletics events in in the UK. Um, you know, 150 years ago or, or even longer began as, as cross-country running events and, and as time has gone on it's just been very, very synonymous with, uh, with the kind of club structure in the UK. 
My name's Mick Woods. I'm coach at Aldershot Farnham and District Athletic Club, uh, but I've also got a role at St Mary's University where I also coach. In Britain, there is a, um, a strong passion for cross country. You know, if you look back the history of the sport, the enthusiasm for cross country was such that all our five, ten thousand, fifteen hundred metre athletes used to run it. You know, and if you look at at the history of, you know, cross uh, road relays, you know, you go back to the likes of um, Brendan Foster, Tony Simmons, uh, Dave Black, Bernie Ford, Dave Clark. There was an era where everybody had all done cross country. Because cross country is a really, really inclusive uh, sport. It's got a great history, and um, you know a lot of this is tied into 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 the school system as well. I mean, we talk about the clubs, but most people's first experience of cross country began at school. I, I started at school. I've got a picture of the first cross-country race wearing white plimsolls, you know, <laughs> cross-country. And that's what we did back in the day. We always used to have, I don't know if other people did, like a rabbit, like a hare. So someone, you know, one of the P staff or someone older used to run at the front and make sure we knew where we were going. Um, and I was always worried, like, oh, is there, is there a hare? Is there a hare? Like, is there someone going to show us where to go? Because I was always worried about getting lost. My name is Jake Smith. I am a long-distance athlete. I run for Cardiff AAC when I was living back in Hong Kong and it wasn't really cross country, it was more like we ran on AstroTurf for a good 800 metres then the rest of it was on the road. So when I, before I came back to the UK and just and saw there was actual mud on cross country, I was like, what is this? Like, what even, what am I doing? To me, it's, uh, it's how visceral some of it is. You know, it, you, you come alive because, you know, the sounds are so, are so clear and they're some of the big things in my memories. The smells um, and, and the things you see are kind of key points to cross country from everything from the plastic tape, the classic blowing tape, which normally is uh, marking out some bit of the course or the funnel for the finishing area, that flapping away in the breeze, the tannoy announcement, distant cheers. All that is just so reminiscent of nearly every cross-country race I've been to you know then you've got the smells which will vary greatly depending on the conditions the you know what type of soil it is what sort of weather you've had the type of mud the grass the deep heat that someone's rubbing in someone's finished their race having a hot chocolate there's bound to be some level of excrement going on somewhere because that's cross-country I've got a chance of beating better runners than me because lots of them just don't like it. And as soon as it's cold, wet and horrible and muddy, you know, you get people who might run, let's say 35 minutes, you could beat them just because they don't fancy it. And that's, that's the beauty of it. Um, so yeah, it is good. Everyone loves running for a puddle. Ed Mallet, uh, Herc Wimbledon, and uh, forever chasing my brother around track reps. So uh, he'll be, he's running another leg of the cross country relays. And I always think, when it gets muddy, when it gets windy, when it gets snowy, the guys that are going to drop out first and it's going to hurt their times most are the guys that are used to sort of flat running on a track. So I quite like, having been sort of brought up more on the cross country, I quite like the bad conditions. Well, I hate the bad conditions, but I know other people are hating them more, so. In some cases, it's not about running fast, it's about navigating the terrain. 
you know, working through tactics and just trying to grind it out, really. We had a really good guy finished second in the national under 15 years ago, and he he would make up his own way of operating. You think, where's he? Where's he gone? Near the start, you don't, you couldn't couldn't see him in the in the, the lead pack or anything. And suddenly, he would emerge in the lead after four or five minutes, and he would deliberately make a move after three minutes when all the youngsters have gone crazy, blown themselves out a little bit, and then he'd make his move. So that's why it's intriguing. I definitely would always do a coursework, which seems bonkers really. Like, why would you go and walk like a couple of miles then before you're gonna go run, you know, eight, 10K in the mud? But hey ho, that's what we do. Because you do have to see what the course is like, see where it is muddy and where it's dry. And yeah, then spikes, I would definitely have a look. I would probably go with 12s, I think it's pretty standard for me. To, to have in but then you know if it's really muddy I might change just the front few to like 15s or if it's particularly dry then put some nines in. I've had a conker stuck in my spike before um, and you have to like try and run and stomp your foot to break it to, to get it off. I think the key in my view is, is walking it and if you don't walk it all you've got to walk a good part of it because you need to see what the difficulties or the challenges of the course are because to some extent it's quite a technical course to me, picking the right line can also make the difference between winning and not winning. I think when, you, when you're trying to predict what might happen at the National Cross Country Relays in Mansfield, it's always very tricky. It's never an easy task because even if you see the entries, athletes might then drop out or change their mind or some athletes who had no intention of doing it might suddenly come come into the uh, come into the teams it's always it's always quite unpredictable knowing who who exactly is going to uh, going to turn up you can always kind of bank on a on a certain number of, of clubs and teams that will be successful your older shot Farnham and District are always really good uh, clubs like Leeds City Tombridge you know there's there's quite a few big clubs that, that always do really really well in it clubs like Aldershot uh, for the women are always really really strong you know I think they won at the um National Road Relays a couple of weeks ago and they had a really strong turnout so they're always ones to watch. Aldershot always inspired us, they used to win everything, you know, Mick Woods and the, the team there, great job, we used to go there and they'd win like seven or eight of the championships at Mansfield. Um, you've also got, I think, Tombridge are really good. I can only go off the road relays, there's been lots of good performances there, Bedford in particular look strong amongst the females. Then you've got people who randomly turn up. Um, but as for the individual athletes, it's um, yeah, it's always always quite tough to be honest. If you could describe cross country in in one word, what would it be? Oh, oh hang on, one word. Um... <laughs> Muddy. <laughs> Mud. I've got the countdown timer going in my head. <laughs> To describe cross country in one word, uh, muddy. <laughs> I guess a few people might use the word muddy. Actually, um, the first word that sprang to mind when you asked me that question is brutal. It's because uh, it's you know it's not easy. It's um, you know cross country running's hard. Disgusting. I think or brutal, brutal. I love brutal actually. I don't know. I, the word that keeps popping up is raw. You can almost flip that both ways. So raw in terms of a raw experience and raw in terms of if you're talking about Mansfield, the roar of your teammates cheering you on. I don't know, but um, 
yeah, cross country always felt quite raw to me. It was kind of, it was like athletic stripped back at, you know, right back down to its kind of purest element. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with raw, raw. But I might come, I might, I might, I might come up with another word. I'll email it to you. The hunt. The hunt. Yeah. <laughs> I like. Now I love it. I love it. Are you going to be? Is going to be some hunting in Mansfield? I, I hope so. Yeah. Here's a chunk of land. We've marked it out with a couple of pegs, and apart from that, crack on. First one round is the winner. <laughs>